0: Welcome to Love Through It. I'm your host, Liana Nielsen, a former actress and comedian turned integrative nutrition health coach. I ended up here after spending my 20s getting sick and then healing from an undiagnosable autoimmune condition, depression, anxiety, and an eating disorder when doctors were no help. Combining both traditional and alternative methods, I found healing through a deeper mind-body connection. On this podcast, I'll share conversations with friends, experts, and clients on how they love through their biggest challenges to build lives and bodies they love. Let's do this.
1: It's happening. It's happening right now. It is. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Live on the scene. I'm feeling okay. I woke up weird yesterday and then weird today, so... I woke up weird today, too. Huh? I wonder, full moon energy? Monday night was full moon. Yeah. And it was like it the like first residual? like big, it was like the buck moon something something. Anywho, sorry. Yeah, you I'm can idea, say hello but... if you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're talking about the moon. Wait, why'd you wake up weird? What does that
1: mean for you? Well, yesterday I woke up, yesterday I woke up and I felt like I was hungover, even though I had had nothing to drink. Oh,
0: should I tell people that it's Claire here again? Hi, it's me. <laughs> um, we just assumed this is what, our fourth episode?
1: Third, Ish. I think. Third. Well, we did no. one where it was like officially me. And this is our yeah. third catch up. Is it? Okay, so four. Yeah.
0: So you woke up feeling hungover.
1: Yeah. And now, granted, I went to bed really late. What is really So, late mean? well, you, you're going to get in trouble with your health coach. No, I know I will. But here's the thing. I went, so Monday night I went and visited a friend and it okay. was deep in Brooklyn, like over an hour deep away. Where? But that, you're on the Everwest head. That could be anywhere. Yes. South, South Slope. Oh yeah. That's deep. Yeah. That's yeah, real yeah. deep. So, I mean, it was, I wanted to catch up with her cause she's moving to LA and like we we're just gabbing.
0: So it was uh-oh. great. But
1: then it was like, that's a lot of travel. But we didn't yeah. drink, but we still, you know, gabbed for hours. And then mm-hmm. I didn't get back until like midnight. Yeah. And then I had some more work to do. So then I was yeah. up for a few more hours um, with that. And then yesterday I just woke up. Well, granted, yesterday was very rainy and stormy and bleh. And it was also I'm the not even... 4th of July. Right. Which right, right, just right. is like annoying to me now. Right? It's just hard. It's hard not to be, like, you know, pessimist out the gate. But mm-hmm. it's just hard to be celebratory right now. Yeah, I, know get what I, mean? I get that. I get that. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm like, oh, what country is that? No, I don't right? even know anymore. I'm like, I, I left and Every time I see anything, I'm like, oh.
1: I know. I live in Portugal now. Woo. I know. I know. But, yeah. So, anyhow. So, yesterday was just a little grumpy. And then um, I just didn't sleep great last night. So, but some of this may be left over from like big day Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Could, could, could. And to further elaborate on that, I had a lovely breakthrough in our summer session.
0: Yes, you did. I'm sorry. I'm having these weird updates pop up on my computer okay. and I spaced I was like, out for a second. That's okay. You You're spaced like, out. Um, Here's the thing. Yeah, I can take it. Well, a- I thought it was, um, I thought <laughs> I have this weird thing that happens to my computer every once in a while where it just like loses its mind and shuts down. And I got a little Mm-mm. nervous that was going to happen. Mm-mm. So I was like, let's not do that in the moment. And then Have we
1: cleaned it else. recently? Have we run a viral check or whatever? Um, has it had an SDI test yeah. on my computer?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it probably needs one. Okay. It probably needs one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. We had a big breakthrough on Sunday. Big breakthrough. And have you had residual? Well, first, let's set it up, right? Let's tell them what it was, right? We we don't want to leave them guessing. Um, Let's just tease it. (laughs) Let's let's tease it the whole time, and no one listens to this episode. Um, You have really struggled to commit to your health, which is hilarious because you keep working with
1: me. I know it's so funny. I'm like, yes, I love to hear all the things I need to be doing, and I know that I need to be doing, but I just can't do it.
0: I mean, that being said, you've made amazing progress in a lot of, like, it's just so interesting, right? Because and it's F's we all, and it does, it does, yeah. it does. And we all, I think people come to me being like, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to fix my relationship to pizza or whatever. Sure. And it's like, I'm going to always meet you exactly where you are. And sometimes the food stuff's the last thing to go because it's the yeah. biggest tool that you have that you're still clinging to because of some other things, right? And you need to look at emotional stuff or, right. you know, really process grief or trauma. Or something. Again, it's not about the food. No, it never is. It never is. Right. And sometimes that's not the most important thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like another client of mine who initially came to feel better, was going through like a major divorce
1: yeah. and
0: kept being like, oh, I haven't really been able to focus. And I, I always say to her, I'm like, we can't remodel the kitchen when the house is on fire. No, 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 no. And people will come to me and the house will be on fire and they'll be like, but should I have more kale? I'm like, I think we need to look at other it things. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if the
1: whole thing's going to break down. We need to call the fire department. Right. First. Well, and I think, you know, obviously I've been working with you for years and there have been so many wonderful, like healthier from the outside on paper moments where I do the detox Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I'm really doing Mm -hmm. well with that, but then I'll get hit with something emotionally, whatever. And I derail. Right. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I continue to come back. So I'm kind of recently, it's been harder these last uh, dare I say, seven months I want to say since January, like beginning of the year. I don't count December.
0: Right, it's right. It's
1: hard to be like healthy and attentive in December.
0: But the thing is, is like, okay, fine. Have you been, well, you couldn't move for a while because you fell down. Correct. Because <laughs> I
1: pushed you on the ground while yes, we you were going to on walk. the ground. That was so wild that that happened while I was there. It's also practice. so wild that that was like almost seven months ago or six months ago. That
0: Isn't is that crazy. crazy?
1: That is really crazy.
0: Crazy. Um, Wild that that happened. And we were talking about this. And here it is a real thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So that was part of it. But the thing is, is like, um, I don't know, you decided to move to Los Angeles?
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you've had some big, big, big monumental shifts. Yeah. Personally, emotionally, that have happened since then. That, like, there's no part of me that feels like you're you're doing
1: anything but making progress. Yeah. And my conscious uncoupling, yeah, happened in that time. Yeah, yeah. My we both kind of
0: lost best friends. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting growth is so interesting, like that with the friend stuff because, you know, they you know, especially with women, we don't talk about how you do sort of outgrow people sometimes. Yeah,
1: or. Not even people, other, in which is dynamics, dynamics, dynamics. You growing dynamics and growing in different directions, and just you yeah, know. yeah. And I mean, that's what
0: happened in my marriage. I felt we grew. We grew in very different directions. Yeah, and like that's a little bit more common, but it's exactly more commonly talked about. But sure, it's
1: sure, sure, the sure, same sure. with friendships. I know, especially when yes. it's like your family.
0: Same yeah, with divorce,
1: yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's family. But anywho. Very I, about, I have about been life. struggling to get myself to, like, actually physically eat better and move my body. Yes. You like, have. it's been so hard. Like, I will sit and argue with myself when I'm on the couch. Like, you love this. You love to go play tennis. You love to go swimming. You love to walk. Mm-hmm. Get off the couch. And I literally will. I will just continue to sit and it's such, um, I mean, obviously there, there are emotional, you know, if I'm in a deeper depression or whatever, but it's like, it's very mm-hmm. interesting because I, I haven't had such, that's no, not true. I've, I've, it's happened before, but like, I haven't had such a, um, such a literal argument with myself <laughs> in right, right. so long. It's not like, Oh, I should. Ah, uh, No. No, it's like, I will talk to myself for a good 15 minutes about why I like it, how I'll feel after, if I go exercise, like just move my body, not necessarily Mm -hmm. like go to the gym. And still, yeah. And it's so interesting, right? Because
0: with clients like you, where it's like, we knock our head against the wall a little bit, where it's, you're incredibly smart. I know you love things like swimming and tennis Mm -hmm. and like, you are an active person when you allow yourself to be there, stuff you really enjoy. I
1: love being strong. Love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing better. There is nothing better than feeling strong. And, and so on Sunday I was like, listen, like, we're not looking in the right direction, Mm -mm. right? We're making this about exercise and much like everyone does, right? They make it about food. They make it about their thighs. That's not what this is about.
1: Right.
0: And we started to get, underneath a little bit more Mm -hmm. and we're like where is the resistance right like and the thing is is this is what people do all the time and it's so normal it's like I'm so frustrated with myself or I don't know what's wrong with me or why can't I or I you know and it's like no let's not judge it or let's not be mean to you let's just be curious about what this is why why is this so hard like what are so we really got you feeling into it and you had an What I think is maybe one of the most major breakthroughs you and I have had together in In three years. A little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, so I realized that so much of it is attention and sympathy.
0: Mm. So
1: there is, when I was younger, I remember like when I wasn't getting enough attention, (laughs) I mean, it's it's not a proud thing to admit, but it's like, mm, this is me. Um, if I felt a friend wasn't, like, was hanging out with another friend more or something like that, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would use some health something mm-hmm. to, like, get attention. I even, in, June, no, elementary school, <laughs> I told my friend I might have breast cancer. <laughs> That's so weird elementary that. school.
0: I didn't even have breasts then, so I couldn't have no, even formulated that.
1: I barely did. I had <laughs> seedlings at that point, but I was like, absolutely, I have breast cancer. So you need to still was, be like, my aware friend.
0: of breast cancer. That you need to be. I, know, I don't know.
1: I don't know why. I might die soon. I might die soon. <laughs> you need to take care. You need to. You'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. I mean, that was that was always a fantasy when you were really mad
0: when you were little, like I'm gonna die You'll and they're be gonna be sorry. sorry.
1: <laughs> I know. So horrible. So where did so and awful. so we kind of dug into that and that, where did that come from? Well, I I'm not I'm still trying to figure out where exactly it came from, but okay. I'm still figuring that out. But it has been validated in a way over the years mm-hmm. with when my mom was sick. When my sister, mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't know she was sick for that long before she died, but it's like in, any illness or unwell, what's the wording? Uh, anyone that's unwell receives attention and sympathy. Yes. And so there's a part in like when I broke my ankle. Can I explain to you the high that I had on that? There was almost a moment. Like I was, I was so upset by it. But at the same time I was like, well, I can't do anything. And like people would ask me how it was and how, you know, whatever. So it's like this weird need for, it's like, I almost, you almost get a pass for however you're, your, your achievements, your functioning, your survival, you get a
0: pass
1: if you're not yeah. perfectly healthy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember in, like, first or second grade, one of my friends fell off, like, a bunk bed. They sleep over and had a black mm-hmm. eye. And everyone at school was like, oh, my God. <gasps> yes. I mean, kind of, I thought it kind of looked cool. And then I just kept hoping yeah. I would get a black eye.
1: No, of course. Of course. So this is what totally- we do. This is what we did. So interesting. I also got glasses. Here's what's crazy: my nemesis in in elementary school in third mm -hmm, grade got glasses, mm -hmm. and I said, "No way, I'm getting glasses." So I was like, "Mom, I can't see." Whatever went. Turns out, I needed them. That's, but probably, like,
0: and then I was like, "It works so well that you still need
1: them." To be. I still wear them. I actually, I don't need them at all. Um, no, but I didn't need them quite yet. But like, my vision wasn't great, you know. So then I ended yeah, up yeah, getting yeah. glasses. But it was like, it's, it's that kind you of wish for, right? Crazy, yeah. Yeah. So was anyone like? Because I know you were a
0: bit. Your mom passed when you're a little bit older, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, Yeah, like early childhood, but not when I was claiming to have breast cancer. Is it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's where I was sort of like, was there? Were you? Yeah, I was twenty three when mom died. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Were you around? Were people sick
1: when you were a kid? So fascinating because I don't not know, no. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know where it's coming from because it's like, well, I guess my. My grandfather died when I was young, but like I wasn't attached to you know, like I didn't You're like it died, I didn't care at all. Well, I was like I barely <laughs> yeah, knew that's him. Terrible. Never yeah, 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 yeah. I barely knew him and it was like this old man Yeah. I was of like, course. What? I didn't quite you know, it wasn't Well and then you're in. like, Well that's what grandparents do, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't like he had a a prolonged illness or something. Right, right. He was just like an older man. Yeah. 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 And my other, my grandmothers lived for quite some time and yeah, they were never really, well, I guess my grandmother had like oxygen, she had emphysema, but like Mm -hmm. it wasn't. That wasn't gaining a ton of attention or whatever. Right. Um, so I'm not well, sure. I'm not sure. Well, it's interesting because what you said, you were like, I really have
0: this blogger. on being healthy. Like, I don't want to do I it. don't want to be healthy. Right. You're like, yeah. I do not want to be healthy, which is like, oh, it's hilarious. Like, you're putting so much time into working with me. Right. Um, but we were like, why? And what you said, I thought was so, per- so interesting it was like, oh, I have a very, like, there is a correlation in my brain and my subconscious between being unwell and getting positive attention. Yeah. And as someone who likes and craves attention, I don't know anything about
1: that. Right. Um, <laughs>
0: all of a sudden you right. can see where there's
1: a block there. Yeah. It's very interesting. Cause I think that there's also like another part of it. I think there's multiple Mm -hmm. layers to it as typically there are um i like someone who was particular with what they ate or whatever growing up was the most annoying person to to be alive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right so obviously in childhood it was more of kids that ate nothing but like chicken nuggets, you know? And so Mm -hmm. versus like, you should eat this, you should eat that. So it was like, you never. But is
0: that the eating thing or is that like, have, you know, like anything where you're having like too many needs,
1: right? There's a, yeah, no, that makes sense.
0: And that goes back to like being really a pleasure in
1: class or, you know what I mean? Being the good guest.
0: Right, right, right. Which you grew up in the South. So like that's really necessary. Meanwhile, yeah, so I grew up with like an Asian mother who was like, I remember one time we were at this restaurant and she was like, "This wine glass smells like your perfume" to the waitress in the most like,
1: oh my god, I was it, literally it's dying. away
0: from me. And I remember being like, I don't know, nine or something, and being like, "This poor," and the waitress is on, it. like, her was crestfallen. I was of like, course, I'm so sorry, but she was kind of like, "Oh,
1: I cannot drink from this." I said, like a lot. Um, and... I think there's, I think there's something. About when someone, she, it, like the times that I have been on the detox and visited yeah, yeah, with yeah. friends, there have only yeah. been a couple times where I feel like I have been, I've been so proud of myself because I'm like, I'm social and I'm either bringing my food or I'm mm-hmm. asking to go to a specific restaurant or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so fucking hard because yeah. I felt like people who... This isn't always. It's obviously a personal judgment, but I feel like when people are eating healthy in the presence of others, it's a better than,
0: right? Which is a really interesting judgment that you have. Yeah, and not just you though. That is not like pretty common. Yeah, when I was on my healing journey and I had to not eat stuff for a while in my twenties, people get really triggered by other people's eating Mm -hmm. habits. It's wild. And it's so funny because you almost have to go into it being like, sorry. And I literally, this is, I started doing this in these situations. I'd be like, at a dinner, I'd be like, sorry, that's going to give me diarrhea. Yeah. Like, I will literally say, because it will. And And people are okay with
1: that. People are okay. You understand not
0: wanting diarrhea out. Get it, and get I it. literally have to be like, "Sorry, I just don't want diarrhea." Yeah. I'm like, then I'm like, I'm the gross one that's talking about diarrhea at dinner, but I'd rather be the gross one talking about diarrhea than being like
1: the uppity, thing, you know? the uppity, healthy person. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. So there's. Can
0: we normalize better. people eating whatever the fuck they want I and knowing like it's, it's not about you? It's gotten better. It's, it's gotten, gotten better
1: for sure.
0: But it's, like, not about you guys. It's about us trying not to have diarrhea or being bloated or having brain fog or getting a rash. I know.
1: But it's like a mirror up to when you know you're eating poorly. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then for someone to be like, I'm choosing not to, you're like, fuck you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Why are you trying to make me feel bad with your damn salad? How
1: dare you?
0: Which is just interesting because it continues to go back to, like, your people pleasing tendencies yep. and Opinions your self sacrificing yep. and your inability to take up space in ways that maybe are more meaningful to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's also something about, um, I'm still untangling it because I'm not fully sure, but there's something also about gaining attention. Mm-hmm. Um, when I physically look better and healthier that you're afraid of that I'm afraid of, because I think that that was, that was my only value all of, you know, growing up is how you physically looked. So there's almost a defiance in not being physically fit or I mean, there's the one thing being skinnier versus being healthier, you know, that can be the same, but also not necessarily. Not necessarily correlated. Right. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, if I I was in a healthier place, food and exercise, I would be more slender than I currently am. And I think that I, it's something that's like annoying to be like, well, why can't I just get the same attention when I doesn't matter what my size is, which mm-hmm. also it could be true, but I'm, I'm not seeing it. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. and also just my mentality around it. You put out different energy. It's all, you know, so I don't know. There's, there's still a lot of unpacking, but I think for the first time connecting with the sympathy and attention.
0: Yeah.
1: Like that was huge. That was huge. Yeah. yeah. On yeah. Sunday.
0: Well, it's so interesting. Whenever we're resistant to like this, is where this kind of work I think is so important. Where you start to notice where you get triggered, and it's like, okay, there's something deeper here. I, yeah. If I'm seeing patterns, if I'm getting more upset uh, than I ought to over a situation, yeah, that's something. Um, I yeah, and then it's always an invitation. Like mm-hmm. the more uncomfortable you feel, right? The more you're noticing yourself getting really upset because people are eating unhealthy or right. healthy or right. unhealthy, whatever it is. Um, uh, it's really very, very, very interesting. I'm like, I am, t- I am doing the dance in my mind about, okay, do I talk about what's going on with me? And yes, share. I, well, I was going to give an example, but I was like, I, this is a lot to
1: put out there girl i want you to at
0: the same time do not
1: no you have to be listen people aren't tuning in just to hear about Mickey. they're tuning in to hear about you this is catching
0: up it's left through it with claire burns no it's
1: not (laughs) it's with liana nielsen and liana needs to share um,
0: well, I was just going to talk about, like, I got very triggered. Well, I had a really profound moment, actually,
1: yesterday. Yesterday. Have not okay, even we, haven't, we haven't spoken.
0: We have not spoken about this. Okay. And, and coming from a couple of different triggers. And it was really interesting. So let me back it up a little bit and give some framework. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, as we know, I love self-work. That's how I got here. Yeah. I am very introspective. I love, you know, I did therapy for a long time until it didn't feel right. And then I was working with different coaches and I'm always looking for ways to learn and grow because that's like my favorite thing. And you know what I feel like I'm here to do. Yeah. And a few years ago, after my husband and I separated, my friend who I was living with um, turned me on to, to be magnetic work. Um, well first the expanded podcast and it's interesting because I will dabble in spirituality stuff like I'm kind of open to a lot of different things and I think my healing journey created that for me like I didn't grow up religious I was never Mm and you know very science household but then when things aren't working out and you start kind of listening to your body and meditating it was like oh wow to me I mean and I I don't like talking about this stuff too much because I've I think that people get very turned off by other people's I think it's very personal, right? It's Like very your personal, relationship yeah. to like spirituality and religion. I think Certainly. do what works for you as long as it's not hurting people and like don't put it on other right. people is kind of how I go about it. Yeah. But I got turned on to well, you know, it opened me up. My healing journey, I saw and started to experience certain things and with coaching, like just interesting synchronicities and people you know, sending intentions around. It just was like, oh, okay, there's something else going on. Yeah. Whatever it is, who knows? And someone turned me on to to be magnetic work, which is essentially she calls it neural manifestation, and the whole idea. And I am not getting paid to talk
1: about no, this. No, no, but no, I no,
0: no. But sometimes um, you, I,
1: you've spoken of this sometimes by the acronym TBM.
0: Yeah, TVM just
1: just like connecting those. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and I should get kickbacks because I feel like the amount of clients I turn on you have. Yeah. And the reason I really like it though, and like at this point, it's so funny because she redid all the videos, this woman, Lacey Phillips, whose company it is. She redid all of the videos and partnered with a neuroscientist and um, an EMDR therapist. Mm-hmm. So there's science now behind these. Mm-hmm. And you could literally replace the word, I feel like now, manifestation with like. A life you want to create essentially. Right. But the whole idea is, and I believe this, whether or not you're talking about manifestation, you are only going to be able to accomplish or call in or manifest things to the level that you subconsciously believe you deserve.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so much of the work is going back into your subconscious and like healing things and creating new neural pathways. And it's, and it's so crazy to me because when I first started doing this, I was like listening to the podcast. So you're hearing people's stories. Yeah. And you're like, wow, after like listening to it for a while, I was like, wow, I don't know. I'm in a very sort of vulnerable place. I I just, you know, left a very secure situation. I'm devastated. I'm scared. There's a lot going on. Like this sounds like interesting work to dive into. And so I did. And it was very interesting because so much of it's essentially these, she calls them like a light hypnosis, but they're essentially guided meditations. Okay. And journaling prompts. Mm-hmm. Paired. And you go in and you're kind of allowed, you you let your subconscious sort of like populate whatever the prompts are in the meditation. And then you they she has you go and reprogram them. And I remember the first time I really, really, really realized this work worked for me because I started to realize how much anxiety was like I'd done a lot of work and I'd healed my eating stuff, I healed my body, and I realized I would always my symptoms would sometimes come from stress. And I would notice that my stress would sometimes come from my anxiety. Sure. And I was like, okay, I know I haven't always been this way. Like I was always highly sensitive. I was always kind of anxious. But like this is now really like my anxiety has kind of gotten out of control. And it's like making me shit blood essentially sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, this is not great. And I could just tell I'm like, I'm choosing this essentially. And I remember in one of like the inner child workshops, Mm -hmm. there was this one memory that came up through a prompt where on Monday nights, my parents would play volleyball. That's how they met, actually. Stop
1: it. In
0: in Chicago. Volleyball is like my mom's favorite thing on the planet. Stop Stop. it. I'm
1: obsessed. Did you watch the Nexium documentary? No. Okay. I won't. But if anyone has watched that and thinking about that, I'm positive it wasn't in a cult where they met. But go ahead.
0: No, no. They were just, <laughs> it was like pick up summer
1: volleyball. Sure, sure, sure. No, I love it.
0: Um, and why was I talking about
1: that? Sorry. They met. They were, it was a Sunday night. This oh, yeah. So I, of- my
0: whole childhood, my yeah. whole childhood, they would play volleyball on Monday nights oh, Monday night. at the rec center. Okay. And okay. it was in the evening though. So I could if, unless I napped during the day, I like couldn't always go. Yeah. And I would have so much. I remember having anxiety on Monday nights being like, am I having a babysitter? Am I be able to go? Oh. I really want to go. Like, it was this very visceral, because it was always like different babysitters. There's just like a, not a lot of consistency in my childhood, right. which is what right. made me so anxious. Yeah. And I remember going back into one of those memories and they're like, okay. And then being the person that came to babysit me. Oh, wow. And like- it, I got to be the one taking care of little me who was like five or something. Wow. And it was like me now. And I went, oh, this makes me want to cry still. I was about to say. I
1: went in. Pointing are you to crying? the eyes. Pointing to so the eyes. I
0: went in and I sat on the couch and I took little me into my lap. And I was like, listen, for the rest of our lives, whenever you're oh out, Craig, <laughs> yeah. for the rest of our lives, whenever you have anxiety about who's going to watch you or where everyone's going or who's going to be there. I'm going to be the adult in the room and I'm going to be the one looking after you. And you don't have to worry about anyone else because I got you. Oh. I'm like, never again. will you need to feel unsafe or not looked after because it's you and me now. And I felt something Ooh. deep, deep, deep in my core release. Yeah, And it was like the first layer of my anxiety addiction gone. And it never came back. Like I felt viscerally different. And this was like the first workshop I ever did with them. And I was like, okay, I don't care what this is. (laughs) This is incredibly
1: beautiful. It's working for me. Yes. And There
0: are workshops where there's like an inner child one. There's a shadow one. And if you're not familiar with shadow work, it's these parts of your personality that you've rejected that maybe society or your family or culture say is bad. So yeah. we have these parts of us that we feel very ashamed by and that sort of changes. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a love workshop, a money workshop, a boundaries. There's all these yeah. different ones. And I went through all of them that first year and then since have done them once a year after a big transition. Yeah. And I knew coming here because I love them and I love recommending them to people because it's yeah. it's almost like self-guided therapy. Right. That you can do at your own pace.
1: Yeah.
0: And because it's it's prompted by as long as you have a willingness to try. Yeah. Right. And not fall asleep. It's also going to be guided by your level of, I think that we only are ready to deal with certain things when we're ready to deal with them. And so when you're doing self-guided work, your subconscious is only ever going to present you with what you're ready to handle versus like you work with a therapist that might end up pushing you or not that, you know what I mean? Or, yeah you end up in a situation where someone's like pushing a little bit too much and maybe you're not ready. We're like, this is very self-guided. Mm-hmm. So I've been, and as you grow and evolve, right? You have more things. You're always, I mean, there's always more work to do, unfortunately, right? Yeah. yeah. So as you grow and evolve, there's more work that comes up. And every time we get bigger and expand, right? Every time you step outside your comfort zone, all of those old wounds kind of light up again. And they're like, yeah. wait, 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 but I'm a-. so coming here, I've had a lot of like really early, early childhood stuff come up from you. I've found really surprising because I felt like I've done so much inner work. Yeah. And so recently I keep there are two situations. And with CBM, they talk about how love and money are connected. Yeah. Because at the core they both represent security for sure. most humans. Mm-hmm. And often How you do one thing is how you do everything. There's relationships there. And if you are struggling in one area, you sometimes are struggling in another. It doesn't always have to be that way, though. Sometimes it's different. And if you're struggling in one area, maybe making better choices in the other one, like with your job or, you know, if you're struggling with your job a little bit and you also aren't making the best dating choices, like maybe making better dating choices will reflect that. And it's just really interesting, the correlation once you start to pay attention there. Right. Right.
1: Right.
0: And so for me, I um, have been in this dating situation. Like, guys, you move to Europe and like everyone, there is just a different relationship to relationships and sexuality and fluidity. And can I tell you, I didn't realize I was such like a prude American woman.
1: (laughs) That's how I feel. No, because in America, it's like they're more prude than you, my friend. Because it's such a taboo thing. It's a horrible taboo thing. Don't ever. Right. Right. We're here. It's like a lot of people
0: are more queer or bisexual or fluid and a lot, and like there are a lot more people who are like polyamorous or open mm-hmm. and I've been in a dating situation with someone who has experienced um, being polyamory and that is a polyamorous.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that is not something that we were experimenting with, it, but there are a lot of conversations about it. Right. And I realized that every time he spoke about it, I would get really angry and feel really hurt and yeah. like almost personally attacked. And as I've gotten to know this person, like, I know this is just a preference and right. they care about me and this has nothing to do with me. Exactly. Whether it's or not I'm going to do it is up to me, but it has absolutely nothing to do with me. But I would feel so upset and angry. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, I just was like, ew, no, gross. And I was being really judgmental of it yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah. And it's like really opened me up to be more empathetic and have like a different worldview, which is again, why I love being a person and why I moved to another country. It's like, I want be able to have more empathy and, and right. see things better, right, and just see things differently. So it's been really interesting to like understand that way of looking at relationships and whatnot. But recently, it kept coming up, and I kept feeling so angry about it. And weirdly, I had that we had this one conversation, and I got like very triggered mm-hmm. and super pissed. Again, not related to me at all, but super super angry. Well, somewhat, but not really. And then, triggered. in right the, the week, I I this new friend who I absolutely adore. And she was triggering me because she on some level is like the ideal woman. And in your been, mind,
1: she is the in ideal. my mind,
0: yeah, in my mind, uh-huh. um, total package and has been quite successful in business in a way that I feel like sometimes I struggle with. Like I, sure. I know I'm very good at what I do, but like running a business is something that like does not come like That is the hardest part of this. this The
1: business side of what you do is the business
0: side of this is the thing that is the bane of my existence. Of course. Yeah. So I see in one week, I'm having two major triggers around relationship and around work. Yeah. And I like have this great dinner with her the next day. I have this almost like vulnerable, like this hangover from it. And I'm like, why am I feeling so weird? I'm like, oh, I feel very triggered by her success and how amazing she is. And that's so interesting. Cause it's not like I didn't feel mad at her or anything. It's like, no, I just feel bad about myself. So I was like, okay, I've been meaning to go back into TBM and I am going to start it. So yesterday I started the inner child workshop and this will probably be my fourth time through everything. Okay. And I go into it and I was saying the night before, um, to this like dating situation, um,
1: um to this dating situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: About I really like I left him this voice note really just reflecting on and being really grateful. I got kind of emotional. I was like, wow, I'm realizing that all of these conversations just generally about like dating and relationship and openness is pointing is really triggering my core wound, which as a child, right, which is not true. It was not true of my childhood, but very early on, I because my parents were coming and going a lot and there was not a lot of structure always or that's a predominant memory of mine right, or a predominant wound of mine and being an only child, being an only child, right. Mm -hmm. Doing a lot of adult things that I very much felt probably my biggest core wound is feeling not picked or not chosen or not special or a little bit like disposable or like my needs don't really matter. Mm -hmm. And then I'm kind of like lucky to be here. And it was so interesting because I, my, the town in was so small, Mm-hmm. That I went to a different town for high school. I remember my freshman year, I would like say I would go do things with new friends, and I would like not, and they'd be like, "Why did you not come?" And I was like, "Oh, I I didn't think anyone would care if I was there or not." Yeah,
1: like
0: there was like a lot of that where it's like, "Oh, I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't think anyone cared." Like I thought maybe it'd be fun, like maybe less. Like there, I definitely have a whole thing around like feeling like a burden. Mm, yeah, and and so. Even in a hypothetical situation, talking about polyamory, it's like immediately triggering those wounds Ooh, around boy. not feeling chosen or special or important to someone that you care about. And I was like really acknowledging that like these conversations have been making me feel, feel like really upset. And I was like, thank you actually. Cause it's like pointing me into a direction where I need to shine some light. And so I went in and In this meditation, immediately the whole thing, and then proceeding like an hour or two afterwards, all I was shown, it was like a reel of highlight highlight reel of all of these beautiful moments from my childhood of both my mother and my father picking me. And doing beautiful, loving things, oh my and gosh. down to like like xing my bug bites. My mom used to put x's. Yes, bug bites of like course, nails, right? Yes, and like rubbing my legs when I had growing pains, or like little things. Like she, would, when I was so tiny, she would not even most of my childhood. She would cut up bananas into little discs and put a dollop of peanut butter in each. Do you know
1: how time consuming that is? That's a lot of fucking time.
0: But just like <laughs> moments like that. And like much bigger ones too, or just thinking right. about like how I ha- I came out I sat and I sobbed for like two hours oh. looking at my childhood through the lens of love and through the lens of like how great my parents were oh. and how much they loved me and how much and it was really interesting to me because it happened yesterday, which was the day the podcast with my dad dropped. Yeah. I was like, this is weird. And like right after the moon. Right? but I, I sat there and I continued, I was like a 20 minute meditation. They just continued to come these little moments of like care and love. And like, as an adult, looking back at like, I always got to be the kid with the new soccer cleats. And I always, you know what I mean? Like just the little things that always mattered yeah, when you're a kid. Absolutely. That, you know, I got to have the new crayons and I got to go to camp and I got to like my mom, you know, I got to, ha- and I came out of it being like, I had a, such a rich childhood oh and like it yes. came, well, like there was such a wealth of everything and love and, and all of the important things I had in spades, right? Maybe we didn't have a bajillion dollars or a trust fund and all these things, no, but it was that, like that everything matter. that was yeah. important was there. And I, it was so interesting because I don't know what, and this is the thing and oh, this makes me want to cry, right? Because. People do the best they can with their kids, and like everyone's trying so hard. And like, here I am as a 40 year old looking at this childhood I had, and like seeing how great my parents were. And somehow I came out of that with a lot of trauma because of the type of kid I was. Yeah. And just so sensitive, and so, you know, there were certain things that were so traumatizing to me. And it was so interesting because when I was out of college and in New York and stressed and bulimic and hated my finance job and all these things like freshman year of life, we used to joke. And I was like a fucking disaster. I remember going into therapy and finding out that I was like so deeply upset with like, and wounded from my, my childhood and mad at my dad. And, and, and it was like, but what, but my brain was like, you had a great childhood. Yeah. And it was so interesting because a lot of my twenties was like feeling that pain and trauma from my childhood And really processing it because it was like deep while my brain was like, but wait, what? And yesterday I think was the first time my, I really felt like my nervous system, my heart, my inner child, I don't know what you want to call it, but I, I feel like my heart cracked open and I was able to finally feel all of this love that I always knew was there. Yeah. Yeah. And I just sobbed. I sat and I sobbed for like oh, two hours in my bed. I love And this. just, and it was so interesting because water, sip of water. Because I got invited to this dinner by this girl full of like um, tech and wellness entrepreneurs, oh, wow. which I fit in with perfectly. Yeah, are my people. That makes sense. I'm that, and I immediately was like nervous about going and not feeling good enough. And it was so uh-huh. interesting because- at the end of this crying session. And, like, it just was, like, unbelievable. I could not believe – it was, like, so unexpected. And it was, like, oh, there was this other peace. Like, I just felt deeper peace within myself and, like, an ability to feel good in who I am totally.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's really interesting because – the longer I've been in this space, you know, I start, you know, I was bulimic, I was depressed, I was anxious, I had an autoimmune disease, like whatever. Um, You know, I just want to be healthy, right? And like, as a health coach, you just want to, you know, clients are coming, you just want to be healthy. But at the core of it, it just feels so much like self-love. Yeah. Like, and the longer you go on this journey, yeah, it's like, oh, how do I just make loving choices and I joke that like so much of my job is like begging people to do stuff that feels good to them absolutely and like it was just so interesting because that is self-love like Mm -hmm. if we are not taking care of ourselves we have a block there Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. more and more you know how can you just like who you are and have peace with it right because if you like who you are then you can listen to what Mm -hmm. you need
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: then you can trust yourself. Then you can go after your dreams or, you know, show up fully in a relationship or be yeah. a good parent, be our good friend. Right. It all really feels like that's the core of what this is. Mm-hmm. And for me, it started with nutrition and food. And for my clients, it's the same. But if you stick with it long enough, it is like, it's love. It's it's a, how can you really a love and honor yourself Cause when you do a, we all win. Right. Cause you right. get to figure out yeah. like, what your special magic is that you have to bring to us. Yeah. And, um, and then you're a happy, healthy person.
1: I know it's, I understand. Listen, my absurd like what's the word I'm looking for? Just defiance of, of being healthy is such a privilege. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get that. And then I get annoyed with myself because that is the case, right? Because I am healthy enough to treat my body poorly and it's still okay. Must be fucking nice. Right? (laughs) So it's like, I feel like I'm a delicate flower sometimes because I have like sinus infections once a year, you know, like whatever, but that's not, that's not so bad in the yeah. grand scheme of things, especially now. Cause I it's a privilege. Like it. It's it is such a privilege. a privilege. And so that is, yeah, that's, but
0: it, but it is like, if we want to bring this back to a self love piece. Yeah.
1: Cause that's where I thought you were going with it. Well, no, I think so because there's also, I have this like privilege guilt a little bit. Um, but that may not be a part of it, but I do. Because I don't understand, like, why I got, I was born where I was born to who I was born to, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but, but we
0: can't go down that. For anything, can't go like, down that. <sighs> well, guilt is completely useless, right? So when you start feeling guilty about stuff you can't control, you just start feeling
1: bad, right? And then I sit on. first, you can't do anything, right? And then I order more food on Seamless right. and sit lower Paraly- in the you get,
0: couch. Paralyzed. You yep. get Paralyzed, you get paralyzed. Yeah. Like you can't, there's just no point right. guilt. There's like completely no point to feeling yeah. guilty.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it, it is a self-love. Love. It's a very, very, yeah. It's so interesting. Cause I feel like there's a, um, like I have two truths. Mm-hmm. One, I fucking know I'm the best. <laughs> I know what I'm good at.
0: I mm-hmm. feel good
1: like when I'm doing a production design job, when I get yeah. booked to to act or to host or yep. the things that I know I'm good at. Yep. I I have no doubt. I don't have imposter syndrome in those situations. Right. Right. right? But yeah. then at the same time, I'm disgusted with myself and I'm not enough or I'm not worthy or mm-hmm, i don't mm-hmm. want to bother i don't mm-hmm. want to you know it's like those truths are so they're both very real mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so it's hard sometimes when it when when you talk about not just you, just in general, talking about you self, specifically, you specifically, Liana, when you say, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but talking about self love and self worth, because on one hand, I'm like, oh, I have all the self love and self worth. It when it comes to like professional, like I know that I'm worthy mm-hmm. of certain like of jobs mm-hmm. and getting mm-hmm. this and whatever. Mm-hmm. Am I? doing as much as I could to get those things going and no, but like I have a confidence and a belief in that, but then mm-hmm. yet so much of my, my daily actions do not support that I have good self love and self-worth.
0: Yeah. And I don't even think self-love is like, I'm good at this stuff. Right. That's just like facts. Okay. Right. On okay. some level, right? If we want to zoom out, like sure, sure, that's sure. facts. These are things you're yeah. really good at. Yeah? yeah. And I think at the core it like with the self-love and the self-worth stuff, it's like, well, think about it. If you had like a, bu- a baby bunny, we know I love bunnies. Oh, um, we love a bunny. <laughs> you had a baby bunny or a baby, anything, um, or a reptile. I don't know what you're into. Um, sure, sure. And like, when you just boil it down to love, would you just take care of this thing half the time?
1: Yeah, right.
0: And like we could take the self in front of it because that makes people want to barf, including me. Right? I know it's love, such an overused
1: thing. Yeah, it is.
0: It is. But just love, unconditional love towards yourself or towards this baby thing, yeah, whatever it is, cricket, tiny tiny cricket, cricket. I don't know
1: um that reminds you always... me sorry that reminds me years ago i was doing this like career path thing and uh-huh. we had to come up with like an image and a name for our inner critic and uh-huh. i drew and came up with jiminy critic
0: and it was a cricket i'm assuming
1: well yes of course he was a cricket with my
0: top hat of course he had a top hat, <laughs>
1: of course, and he was in the picture I drew, he was smoking a cigarette, like oh thank goodness, yes, so but good. anyhow, I'm so sorry to derail, but I just made me think that's okay of
0: that's okay, um that's it kind of makes sense, yeah, but if we just think about love and like loving someone or something, you would consistently care for it.
1: I saw um you know Jay Shetty, yes. Sure, sure, sure. He was, I saw some, you know, I follow him on Instagram and a clip of him talking about, I believe it's a story of the Buddha. And so it's like, what's the difference between like and love? Mm -hmm. And if you look at it with a flower, if you Mm -hmm. like a flower, you pick it, you smell it, and then you throw it away. Mm -hmm. If you love a flower, you continue to show up every day and make sure that it's growing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, wow, wow. That's an interesting, I mean, and that's very much of what you're saying, right? It's like yeah. you're, you're continuing yeah. to cultivate and pay attention and like want the best for it versus yeah. just like an immediate like, oh, I like this. Okay, done.
0: Right. Well, it's really interesting to me because this is like my, I guess I started TBM in 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, I was listening to one of the podcasts and they were talking about this woman who's had like a sort of similar career trajectory with her like printing and drawing business sure. we're like did really weird, really, really well for a while. And then was like not doing as well. And there was like this up and down journey that I could really relate to. And it was funny because she was saying how when you do all this work to cultivate like self-love and self-worth, sometimes you get to this on the journey, you get to this like overcorrection into your ego. Ah, yeah. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. oh my gosh. I see exactly where that kind of happened to me, where I was like, oh, interesting. And then some of the choices, when you start making choices from ego, tend to not be the most heart-centered choices, right? Absolutely. They tend to, what do people think or what's flashy or what, you know what I mean? How do I look good or whatever it is be better than other people like mm-hmm. how do you know I deserve this so I'm gonna like spend money in certain ways that maybe don't make sense yeah and it's like and it was like really interesting because I was like oh wow that I see in part of this journey like for that sure. I totally see for me and it, it culminated with and it was funny because I had this dating experience last year with a narcissist and mm-hmm. it was my first one ever and I was kind of like how am I like the most evolved that I've almost ever been now attracting a really toxic dating situation. Right. But then I realized like I had gotten to this place where I was maybe slightly over-identified with my ego and, you know, um. we know narcissists are like all ego. And the craziest part of it, when I like put all this together, I ended that situationship by the most ego death situation you could possibly
1: have. Yes. yes. By
0: like telling someone you're in love with them and literally he's like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: The worst, but also <laughs> <And> like, so <laughs> important for you to go through at that and, time. And like
0: so humiliating because it was so, so he was behaving so poorly. Yeah. And like literally like shoving me aside for all these other women in this really weird way. And it was just infuriating. And I obviously wanted to go and give him a piece of my mind. And like old me, old yeah. dating me, 20s, early 30s, I would have been like, how dare you? Do you Do know you who know? I am? Do you like, not know I who I I would never. Am? Like, who am I anyway? But like, yeah, there's a lot of that energy, right? Yeah. And instead of that, I was like, I want to fucking ring this guy's neck. I'm yeah. so angry. But I was like, I, we know anger is a secondary emotion, right? What's under anger most of the time? Pain, sadness. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what's my truth here? I'm deeply devastated and hurt. And I didn't even realize I was in love with him until this moment that I was like, this is so inconvenient and embarrassing. Right. And the only way to cut it, because we were supposed to travel together, was like all this stuff was supposed to happen. And I was just like, I cannot. Yeah. And I basically had to go up to him, like hat in hand, like tears streaming down my face being like, come over here. I'm, I need to tell you this. Mm-hmm. And it was like the most in It was like my truth. So I had to speak it because I really had to like disconnect from this toxic thing. But it was so interesting in resign, like the idea of it made my skin crawl and made me so like feel like really humiliated. But in the moment, it was actually the most powerful I'd ever felt. Yeah, I was able to just show up and be like, this is my truth. This is and I'm only making decisions based on that. Yeah, and it was so interesting because he obviously, like, with a lot of narcissists, they can't really handle emotion. So it was like he sure. couldn't hold on to that, and um, it was like, oh, don't even worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, what a funny reaction to this. Not that I expected anything less, and we sort of had a funny conversation. But, but it also like,
1: validated what you were feeling. The oh, completely, really,
0: and allowed yeah. me to sort of fully let go. And then it was Absolutely. so over. But yeah. it was like, oh. In the height of, like, me sort of course correcting more into my ego with, like, all of this work, I attract someone who operates only in their ego, and then I break myself away from this by literally, like, ego death. Yeah. By having to, like, like, I felt, like, groveling or something almost, like, really felt embarrassing. And in that moment, it was like, whoa, letting go of this image of myself, right? Uh Of this... Um, needing to be cool or seen in this way and just allowing myself to show up authentically and say who, what I am and like who yeah. I am and what I need mean and how I feel, nothing is more powerful than that. Yeah. And it's been really interesting because it's allowed me to show up in this next dating situation mm-hmm. completely. And my best friend who was here from one of my one of one of my birthdays, I almost said.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. But like, well, you have uh, a lot of celebration.
0: Uh for my 40th, she was like, you know, cause this, this also, this new situation is like my ego hated it initially. Cause it was like, he's younger. He's not quote unquote my type. There were like so many things that sure. were not, that did not make sense for me. And that made me feel, um, some, my ego that yeah. my teen yeah. cool girl, my sorority girl, my inner sorority girl, absolutely like, not feel like judge it. Right. Yeah. And it was like, no, I'm letting go of this. Like, this is I now base anything, everything I do, based on like connection and feeling. Yeah. And um, it was interesting because she was like, you know, this is the most I've ever seen you. Like, just be yourself naturally in in any. Religion. Look at that. Look at that. And I was like, so feeling grateful for this other situation chip with the nurses because I was like, yeah, through that, even though it was hard it brought me to this more authentic place where I'm like out of my ego. Yes. And it's just been really interesting. Also moving then in this really interesting moment in my life where I am sort of dissolving my self concept mm-hmm. and like all of these things that used to define me. Right. I was an actress. I was, you know what I mean? Like I was a New Yorker. I mean, isn't yeah. that a thing, right. Yeah. That I'm sure you're dealing with right
1: now. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, you know, I was married to like a CEO who was like super handsome and like the perfect yeah. guy, you know, like there are all these things that I had wrapped up in my self-conscious that have slowly dissolved. And then it's like, and then there's this other part of society where it's like, whoa, I'm single and 40 and divorced mm. and like run a weird online wellness business. Like there are so many things that like my brain would have hated and me at 29 would have been like, loser. Yeah. you are You are a loser failure. And it's just so funny to be in the space of like, wait, I love my life. And this is like the happiest I've ever been. How interesting that like your ideas around what is cool or, and you know, it's like, how can you just let go and say yes? Because so much of our relationship to our ego and our self-concept keeps us small. Yeah. Keeps us afraid of what other people are thinking. Yeah. Keeps us in our comfort zone. And, like, so much of that still is, like, with what I share here on Insta, Like, I, I am shy at my core, and there are parts of me that still worry about stuff. Yeah. And it's interesting to be, like, the more layers you peel away, though, and the more you let go of a lot of this stuff, it's just, like, there's just less anxiety. It, I just feel like I, it, I just get closer and closer to peace and just, like, true satisfaction and contentment and, That's like, beautiful. not needing anything outside of me whether it's a relationship or it's a cocktail or it's a brownie right or it's a new handbag it's sort of like all of that is not what feeds me anymore and man gosh when I was younger all of that was well that was it all the time
1: well I do think that also it has helped you know I I think that our the boxes Of this is what it looks like to be successful. This is what you have to do to be successful. This is what you need to wear or own to be successful Mm -hmm. has changed drastically from when we were growing up. Yes. Right? There is so much more. I mean, the world, first of all, is completely different. Yeah. For better and worse, um, obviously. But it is, it's hard to like unlearn some of those. Some of those things, because I know, because you definitely were carrying a lot of judgment on this relationship, on yourself, on all of that. And that's from, from boxes and reasons and things that we had learned at a young age that don't even, they're not even applicable anymore, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, but let me bring this back around because you said that you did leave a voice note. And you can mm-hmm. share as much as you want to. Do you feel like that? Not that you're now interested in polyamory. <laughs> <laughs> not that that is the case. But I know that there's been a lot of questions of like, what is this relationship for you? Like how much are you showing yeah. up? How much is whatever? Do you feel more settled with that after this breakthrough yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. And
0: it, well, especially when I left the voice note, I felt like it was the first time I really heard that it had nothing to do with me. Yeah. And it was a preference. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anything else. It was just a personal preference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. like feeling threatened by that or feeling like that it was personal to me. Right. Was just not true. It yeah. just was not true at all. And,. Well, I am not interested in polyamory. Right. I just, it was funny because I try anything on like in my brain. It was funny because, and I really was like, because the way he talks about it is um, there's just more love, right? Like there's more opportunity to have experiences and like there's, you know, and I, and I was in a 10 year relationship, so I know what it's like to get bored, right? Yeah. I think everyone yeah. has those experiences where you're like, huh, wouldn't it be nice to have a hall pass or whatever? Right, right. And, um, And I'm sure, you know, obviously I'm sure, sure, sure my husband felt the same way. Right. I mean, we're all humans. Right. And, um, and so there's a part of me that I'm like, wow, that seems very intriguing. But I also feel like, I don't know about you. And I've been having a lot of these conversations just with people in general, which is like a conversation I've been having. I don't know how to not have feelings around, like, I don't know how to not fall all the way in love or all the way down the rabbit hole. So if I have like. A primary partner that I love. And maybe this is different, though, if you start doing this, like, 10, 15 years in, right? Like, something different. And also, just to
1: clarify, there is a difference between polyamory and open relationships.
0: Right, 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 right. Because
1: polyamory is when you're all together. Right, right right? There's multiple partners. You may have a primary, but there are multiple partners. But they're not all dating each other. Like
0: polyamory, right? Like you can have, you have a primary partner, but then maybe I have a side partner and you have a different side partner and we're not all in a relationship.
1: Um, the pop. Yes. Yes. But there has to be, I mean, it can be, here's the thing. It can be defined however you would like for it to be defined, right? right, right? right, 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 right but polyamory right. typically is like a throuple or two couples. And so there is almost dating within that. And so you're, oh, you're connected to each other. So Everyone what's it called connected.
0: when you have, oh, what's it called when you have other partners that your partner is not connected to?
1: I mean, that well, is- I thought a, that was also polyamory. That, uh, you know- <laughs> you guys we're it not experts be. here
0: this is not about
1: if it's what? like a soul you know and that can also be considered an open relationship because an open relationship is is where it is communicated that you are right. you know Do it's like thing. we are primary but we have other things right so but, and however you talk about whatever amount of information you share is right discussed between the two primaries but right. yeah so anywho, so there's a there's a gray area,
0: right? Well, whether it's open or polyamory or Correct. whatever, Correct. I love you guys do what do what you love. Multiple. Like no judgment, really. No, there was never judgment before. When it was closer to home, I started to feel judgment um, and moment. threatened, yeah. obviously because of my wounds around of that. Course. But I the point I was trying to make is I don't if I start getting into a secondary relationship, I probably don't want to be in the first one anymore. No, that, that's, that's just like happened to me. So sure. I feel like I wouldn't be a good person to do
1: that with. Right. So I'm like, I'm just going to fall in love with someone else and run away. probably. So then the question is, could you be in a relationship where they could have someone else? No, yeah. no,
0: okay. no. Well, and that's the other part too. Cause I think that like, well, I don't, I don't know. I think it would be hard. I'm a bit of a jealous person. I think it would be hard for me. Right. And I also think that, and this is the conclusion I came to with it, life is not very long. Mm-hmm. We have a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. I would much prefer to learn Portuguese, uh, continue to cultivate my meditation practice, take more trips to Italy, than mm-hmm. spend time having a lot of weird, complicated, emotional conversations with multiple people. And I'm sure I feel like being in one relationship is a lot for me. So yeah. the idea, like, I I'd just rather learn Portuguese, honestly.
1: Honestly, I love it. That's where I,
0: that's where I got to. I'm like, that. no judgment. And like people who can play like emotional gymnastics. Oh my God, yeah. more power to you. But or- it was just sort of like, I could probably, if I really needed to figure it out with some suffering I probably could get there
1: yeah but, but what the hell with I don't suffering? I
0: don't have <laughs> interest in
1: that no
0: right like no. I would rather get better at cooking like, right I just have other interests
1: but but you're maybe l- you're less triggered by someone proposing the idea I'm just less triggered by the whole thing if especially, yeah yeah, yeah. like we had many
0: conversations and I was feeling just unsafe that this person was even like
1: interested, you know what right, I mean? Like, right, And Like it was, them proposing it doesn't mean they like you any less or love you any or less. Or he was
0: not even proposing it as much as like talking about it and having experiences around it. It was like right. immediately triggering for
1: me. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I was like, and I, and it was like not, like there were just like conversations about it loosely that weren't like related to me sure. and I was getting triggered. Wow, so wow. I was like, oh. There's stuff, I, yeah. And I know I'm not judgmental, but I was like, okay, there is something really here
1: that I am responding to. Right. A- and that was. And we all have the- a little judgmental part of ourselves. We have the Jiminy critics. Mm-hmm. Um, when, because when it's a reflection on uh, something that we're upset or annoyed by. Right. Like. Yeah. 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 Anytime. It's a gift.
0: It's a yeah, gift. It's, it's, it's your it's teacher. Yeah. But in the beginning, because, again, it's not anything I've experienced, or sure. I've never dated anyone who's done that, or I've never been around it as much as, like, yeah. conversations around it as much, I was never any, you know, I was sort of, in the beginning, I was just sort of like, oh, no, like, not, nah. Never. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. This is like a, a me thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, I feel like. No weirdness around this kind of thing. Very, a lot um, more open.
1: Definitely more open. I think, you know, for the longest time, and I'm still figuring out who I am in dating because for yeah. the longest time, um, you know, I was ignoring, I always was like, never say never, you know, or like not saying I wasn't queer, but I wasn't embracing it. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, so I, I was dating out of, in with, tremendous insecurities before and so the idea of being in an open relationship or polyamory my jealousy and insecurities could not could not deal with that um and so now i feel like you know things can be a little different you know i don't Mm -hmm. know i'm Mm -hmm. open to more now that i'm more accepting of what i need and what i want Mm -hmm. um yeah that's beautiful so uh, you know i i need to still work on intimacy (laughs) Mm -hmm. i need to definitely still work on that which i don't you can absolutely be very intimate while in a polyamorous relationship or an open relationship but i think for me i need to focus on individual intimacy um which i'm still you know Struggling with, but yeah. So I don't see myself immediately jumping in to a multiple situation, but you know, I'm also never say never. You don't know. Yeah. Who knows? This may turn into
0: the polyamory podcast. I know, right? With and Claire. Look at us. go. Um, I know. Wow. It's the most I've ever talked about this in my life. It's yeah. a, it just been a lot of interesting new opportunities for things that I thought would never, yeah. I just never even thought about, not even like
1: I would never think, but it was like exposing. This is why you should travel guys. It's why you should travel. And I do, I mean, I do think obviously Europe is so much more open when it comes to sexuality, but I do feel like thankful. And maybe, you know, maybe it's because I'm in a New York bubble, but I do feel like the discussion and the eyes are opening more, to how people have been living and may want to live in america as well as you so there has been a little bit more freedom a little bit more openness about that um and i also know i'm in a liberal city bubble but i do think that it's you know how many fucking Articles about busted sex rings in some suburbia town. Like they're all over the, you know, it's like these things are happening. It's just finally talking about a little bit more with slightly less judgment. And again, I'm in a bubble, but yeah, I I think it's, um, I think it's exciting for you to be experiencing the European way. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. well and it, yeah yeah and it isn't everywhere but i definitely no no no, it's
1: true but i mean it's it. like it's helping you kind of open that part which i don't think you would be digging into as but much giving
0: me a lot more empathy yeah. and looking at people in relationships and like i now have friends that are men that are just my friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i didn't have there was not a lot of that happening that
1: you know what i mean well it was either i feel like growing up if you're friends with guys, you were either like a guys girl and just wanted to be liked by guys and wanted and just saw women as competition. Right. 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 Um, So it was almost like a no, no or an obnoxious person who did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) Right. So, but it is very possible to simply have adult friends of all genders.
0: Well, that was the biggest thing that blew my mind. Also coming here was like, I didn't, besides like maybe through acting or work a little bit, right? Like I remember, and this truly was, you know, this was the truth, like in my 20s, you'd be in like different dating situations and like they'd always try to hook up with you. And yep. it was like, you got to a certain point where like, okay, after a certain age, no guys try to be friends with you. And it's, that is very specifically American. That is not true here. And it was so funny because I was like, I didn't realize, and I kept being like, cause I came into this being like, no, like men, you know, like kind of Harry met Sally. I was about to say
1: the number one rom-com is when Harry met Sally. And that's right. the basis of the entire film.
0: Right, right. Where yeah. there was like, I had that energy because I also haven't had a, haven't had many experiences where even if I've been friends with someone for a long time, they are like, I'm in love with you or something happens or right. they're trying to kiss you. Even where you're like, whoa, where is this coming from? Right. Like I've not success. And then all of my successful adult friendships, I realized with men, for the most part, I've like one from elementary school. Yeah. Or Europeans. Or Brits. Yeah, yeah. And then I look at all of my European and Brit male friends or ex-boyfriends or whatever. They all have friends that are women. yeah. And like, that's a thing that's here. That I was like, I was like, that is so simple. And like, g- coming to a new place and like, organically making friends. Like, I have friends that are men now. Yeah. For the first time. And it just is normal. And I'm like, that,
1: it shouldn't be a big thing, but it feels really well, No, it is a big thing because it's also... In America, we pit women against women. Yeah. And so that's why it's so difficult as well, besides this underlying all men want to sleep with you. Because again, right. you're just an object. You're not a human. Right, right, right. You, you don't um, get to be a whole person. Right, exactly. But it's like, it almost people, and it's still very much a mentality, and it depends on the situation and your relationship. But it's like, m- my, my husband or my boyfriend can't be friends with another female because she's going to, Tempt him, right i mean I, I
0: definitely had some of that energy where it's yeah. like why do you have so many friends that are girls this is weird
1: it's weird like what's yeah. wrong with
0: you and then the, the craziest yeah. thing is i was talking to one of my um good friends slash again was a friend at one point became not a friend yeah and we're now friends again who's the nicest guy yeah uh about this who's american and it was so funny because he was telling me about a dating experience where he went on like the two best dates of his whole life and he was so psyched on her and then like things fizzled and she sent him a really beautiful message being like I really loved our time together like I hope we catch up like they're both into music and that's how they sort of cross paths I hope we catch up again at a concert like a really genuinely nice like trying to forge a friendship yeah kind of text and they met in like hinge or something and his response was like, fuck her. I didn't even respond. And I was like, what? what? Like, you're one of the nice ones. Like, no, you're a nice no. guy. And I was like, this is my point. And meanwhile, I went to a housewarming party. One of my girlfriends here is Swedish. All the guys there were guys she had met on Hinge, and they just yeah. had to be friends instead. Yeah. And I was like, wait, no, there, there's well, something wrong with America.
1: The, well, that's also the male ego. That we've pumped up But I think so that much. women,
0: of course, but it that was we, like, yeah. how can you not receive that message and be like, this is a nice person. We did have a really nice connection. Can't we just cultivate? And yes, like maybe we yeah. don't have time to be making so many new friends as an
1: sure. adult. Sure, But like- But nobody can we... pissed about it. Like... I know. It was so interesting to me. Yeah, that's anyway, unfortunate. That is unfortunate.
0: The things I'm learning living abroad, uh, guys. Well, I mean- Relationship dynamics.
1: Every day. Every day, day, no matter where you live, you know what I mean? Truly, out. Truly. I am late to responding to someone I went on a couple of dates with. Oh, we still haven't done that. We still haven't done that. And she followed up yesterday with, like, hey, just checking in. So I need to, uh, that's on. Oh, the- I'm not a done. dickhead. Don't I'm a, a dickhead. full dickhead. I, I've had all intentions. Of reaching out and, but then uh, what did I tell you? I woke up feeling like I was hungover and the whatever. So these are all excuses, but I have to respond to them. Yeah, yeah. You should
0: do okay, that today. To. We, we want to be nice. We yeah. want a good good karma out there. Yeah. Dating karma.
1: And just as uh, that is um, my last one with my matchmaker, we drank so much. We made out in the bar. And then on our second date, it was like, no, actually we're not. That was Tequila all alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely person, but yeah, not feeling it. So I need to, I mean, it's obvious that we're not like head over heels, but you still got to call it out. So, well, I
0: had, well, no matchmaker, but this situation started with Tejila and then it was like, we had a sober hangout. I was like, oh, huh. Yeah. This is, this is still
1: good. (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's good. It's been a journey. it's been listen, a journey. we're all just on a journey, absolutely, okay, well, I feel like we could it's continue done. discussing I think um, it's done. my okay, I'm going to tell I'm going to say out loud, yes, I said it on Sunday, and I'm gonna say it again because it still hasn't happened. I'm gonna cancel my cable, oh good. Because this is a way Claire numbs out. Yes, guys. this is definitely. And also people may be like, how do you still have cable and pay for it? Exactly. Cable? They're all because so I, wondering. I literally do have every other streaming that I'm paying for. So please know, this is not as, it's just like, so that I have it on all the time. Like yeah. that is, so I have to, it is a true addiction. So I have to cancel it. I was going to do it yesterday and I said, but it's a holiday. <laughs> Oh, that's, well, that's true. Like, or two, I don't, when any, when well, any no, on of, Monday, I was like, I'm doing it today, but then I felt horrible. So then okay. I said, well, then yesterday was a holiday. Okay. So today is the day, which makes me want to vomit. It literally makes me want to vomit. Oh, that's so interesting. You literally have every other streaming
0: service. You could just put Netflix on forever. But here's the thing. You have to make a choice with that. I mean, Seinfeld, it's on there. You can just do that forever. I know, and but the, demo girls. the pick
1: which season and which whatever. You it's- just
0: start at the beginning. You let it run. Girl, I, <laughs> I have a block. Please know this. I have a block. This is so interesting. This is so interesting. Guys, what are you numbing with? What are your coping mechanisms? Yeah. Are you addicted to cable in the background? Yeah. This is good. I okay, sure you're sure. gonna you're going to have a nice closure text. A nice closure text. You are going to uh, cancel your cable. Yep. Those are my um, two
1: acts today.
0: Great. 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 What am I going to do? I'm going to do do continue doing TBM. Good. Good. Because I, I, I'm like going I'm committed to this journey. It was so beautiful. And I have to say no more. Mm-hmm. This is the problem here. Like I literally moved to a place that's like, Hey, people pleaser. Want to make friends? Right. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to say
1: yes to everything. I'm going to be the fun one. Well, and that's and also I so gotta tricky. No. I got to start saying no. Well, now you're at a point where you have a good community, but that's really hard to say it's no. It's kind when of you're though, first... already
0: evolving though. It's already evolving, yeah. which
1: is so interesting.
0: Like I'm now making new, more aligned friends.
1: That's great. Which but is you good. had to like go out and meet all sorts of people to get there. So, so I'm
0: still kind of doing that though. I'm still like cultivating yeah. good friendships. So yeah, and then it's summer here, so it's a free for all. But, like, no, I'm not. I I need to show up better for me. So what yeah. I need to say yeah. no more, have better boundaries.
1: Okay. okay.
0: Boundaries. Boundaries
1: is the lesson I'm learning boundaries. right now. Boundaries. Can't just go with the flow all the time. Yeah. You know, talking about the TBM real quick. I, yeah. there was a, uh, one of the reasons I haven't done it is because it is self guided. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like I want to do it, but that means it's on me, my responsibility to pick a time and do it or just to do it yes. right now. And we know yes. that I am not good with that. So it is something yes. that I've been fascinated by. You've mm-hmm. sent me information. The, podcast, sent me the info.
0: Expanded podcast is a good way to, to jump it. in. And I just feel like I found it during a time where I needed something. Mm hmm. And I've listened to enough podcasts where I'm like, "Whoa, people have really like changed their lives with this." Yeah. And yeah. then I really had like a very visceral reaction to it. And like every time, like I did it last year when I was in Paris, and I remember I uncovered in the shadow workshop they yeah. they make you find a word that is like really representative of parts of you that you've been hiding. Okay. And for me, it was slow.
1: Interesting. And it was like my yeah.
0: cause I process things slowly, I make decisions slowly. I like to move slowly. I don't know how I feel about things. Everything takes me a long time. Which mm-hmm. was funny when I learned as a reflector in human yeah. design. I was like, well, that makes sense. Everything follows a lunar cycle. Like i if I could have a month to figure everything out all the time, like, oh, thank you. A exactly thing. right. Yeah. Um But yeah, it was the, interesting. Do- and I realized ever since I was really little, my the way I, uh, the ideal way for me to approach the world is slowly. I'm so sensitive. I take so much information in and like synthesize things really slowly. I just want everything to be like slow and luxurious. Yeah. And it was so interesting because I remember uncovering that word, making it, like, because slow obviously is also synonymous with like stupid. Right. And so right. feeling that like, and I always felt like, I remember just very early on realizing that my pace of life, how I operated, what made other people frustrated. Mm. So me as a very little girl, Mm -hmm. knowing that if I wanted to take my time doing all the things, people would be mad at me. If Mm. I wanted to take my time doing my spelling test, people would think I'm dumb.
1: Yeah.
0: So I was always feeling hurried. So one of my first and earliest lessons was don't be you. Yeah. And it was like, again, I uncovered that and I had those memories and it was just cascades of memories. I was sobbing and sobbing, yeah. and sobbing and sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And then they say to out your shadow, you just got to own it. So it's like, that's the thing. I'm like, in all situations, I'm like, I am slow. I am molasses. Right. Do not hurt me. I do not like pressure. i I process things slowly. I make decisions slowly. I am. Slow. Right. Yep. And I cannot, I do not know how to figure things out until I know how they make me feel. And it was just like really interesting. So it's just like every time I do it, I have like a profound revelation that allows me to be more of me. And any tool that gives me more permission is what I really want to share.
1: Listen, I love it. And listen, maybe once I, you know, cancel my cable, I'll have more time on my hands because I won't be watching all of the TV that's on all the time. (laughs) I just, for me, it's like a really, when I feel stuck and really frustrated, I'm like beating
0: my head against the wall. Mm -hmm. I'm like sick of my own BS yeah, I love that that's the time I decide not to swear. I know, right? B.S. B.S.
1: <laughs> uh, but sometimes that, you know, it has a different effectiveness to the It soul. does, it does. When sure. I'm sick of it, that's when
0: I know, because it, it always leads to something. So yeah. I'm never doing it like, ooh,
1: Let's this is gonna me good
0: journey. for me. It comes from like
1: gasping something.
0: for breath. Like yeah. I need air. I need I something. It. And it always... It always shows me something yeah. and heals something. It's pretty
1: all right. cool. I know. I've all heard right. nothing but good things. Okay. All right, guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the polyamory episode. <laughs> I know. <never. laughs> These go in such funny directions. I, like, I never know it. what's going to happen. And I, I always it. come out of it being like, did I say too much?
1: Never. Oh, well. Oh, well. Never. Right. I mean, but We'd that's also me. All. I share everything. so
0: I know. So then I'm like, we'll. it's just us here.
1: I know. It's fine.
0: That's fine. All right. We love you all. What are you going to do this week that is going to bring you closer to you, bring you peace? Mm -hmm. What can you do that fuck self-love that is just loving, right? Just loving. What's just love? Like, what is, you know, your
1: thoughts, your actions?
0: Ask, filter it through love. Is this
1: love? And And something, stop doing it. Stop doing it. And something you've said to me before that I have to continually Mm -hmm. remind myself, be your own best friend yes yeah mm-hmm. indeed and also something that would be great for love is liking subscribing sharing with friends and leaving a comment <laughs> yes
0: we would love that would give us a lot of love that would be loving to yes. us we would That'd love
1: that very so loving much. very sweet all right we love you all Bye. love through it is hosted by liana nielsen and produced by me, Claire Burns. If you're interested in working with Liana as a client or hiring her to lead a workshop or be a contributor, you can contact her through her website, healthybyliana.com, on Instagram at healthybyliana, or email, and you guessed it, healthybyliana at gmail.com.